It is Friday. Hard to believe it's Friday already, but here it is. We are at Friday, and uh, we're going to finish up Acts chapter 9 today. I do believe uh, we're picking up at verse 26 for those of you that are following along. And uh, good morning to the last uh, of you. Um, Don will probably uh, hit you here with a good morning, Melody and Dinah Kay. And there, there it is, coming right up on the screen now as... As I speak, um, this is Memorial Weekend, and I just want to encourage us to remember it isn't just time for a barbecue. Um, it is time to remember those who sacrificed their lives uh, that we might have freedom. And uh, let's let's lean into that freedom. Let's enjoy that freedom. Uh, let's live in that freedom in a way that honors Christ. Uh, let's uh, 
uh, live in that freedom in a way that helps us to flourish as followers of Christ. I mean, we have the freedom to read books. We have the freedom to um, we have the freedom to uh, listen. Uh, we have the freedom to attend the church of our choice. We have the freedom to have conferences and workshops. We have the freedom to travel. We have the freedom to choose uh, so much uh, food and, and, and entertainment and so much. We have so much here. We need to give gratitude to God for all that we have. But remember, we have it because there were people who laid down their lives all the way from the beginning of this country. Uh, and even, even until recently, people's lives were sacrificed that we may continue to have freedom um, as freedom. Now, questions being asked. Will I be online on Monday? I do not think I'll be online on Monday. Uh, one of the things I know I need to do is when there is a rhythm of holiday, to take that rhythm of holiday uh, as it is, I am currently not living in my own home. Uh, I am living much closer to where Fran lives uh, over this week. Uh, no, I'm not living at Fran's house, just for the record. Just down over the hill, uh, my son-in-law and daughter are away this week, so I'm staying at their house taking care of their chickens and their dogs. Um, so I get up and come back to my house up the road here. Uh, and I think we're going to try to lean into a little bit of respite uh, uh, as it is. I've got a conference tonight and tomorrow that I'll be participating in, so we're kind of giving up the weekend a little bit anyway. So I'm going to lean into uh, some respite on Friday. Hey, Farmer Jim, yeah, I, I wish I had a program that I could put myself in different clothes and things here, uh, you know, like like those filters they're called that you can put different filters on. I'd put on my bibs and my straw cap here. Uh, lots of eggs, though. Uh, hmm, maybe I'll go eat eggs for breakfast this morning when I go back down to that house. So anyway, uh, friends, uh, just a Memorial Day. Yeah, and certainly enjoy. Enjoy the beach. Enjoy the lakes. Enjoy. And the lakes are high. It's wonderful. Um, enjoy those hot dogs and those burgers or those salads or those steaks or that chicken or that lobster or whatever you might be having, but make sure and spend some time giving some gratitude. And if you see somebody, uh, even though it's not Veterans Day, uh, you see somebody wearing a, a veteran's cap, just say, I remember what Memorial Day is about, and I'm thankful. And uh, that, that would probably go a long way to somebody like that. Hey, let's get into the text of Scripture this morning. Acts chapter 20, uh, Acts chapter 9, verse 26, it says, when he, now we're, we're speaking of, uh, of Paul, Saul, actually, who was let down through the basket uh, in the wall at Damascus. Remember, that was northern, up in the north, almost to Lebanon. I was in that area, actually, uh, where Lebanon, Syria, and Israel all come together, uh, right up in that very, I mean, if I walk 50 feet to the uh, a little bit to the left, I would be in Lebanon. If I turned to the right and walked 50 feet, be in Syria, it was quite something to be right right on the border like that. Uh, there is a place, uh, it's the place uh, of Dan, the settlement of Dan, uh, city of Dan, uh, wonderful place. Perhaps some of you will get the chance to go there someday. Anyway, back to the text. When he came to Jerusalem, he tried to join the disciples, but they were all afraid of him.
not believing he was really a disciple. Now, remember, Paul had been the one that was going after the church. He was persecuting the church. In fact, he was prosecuting the church. In fact, he was a part of executing the church. And uh, so it's reasonable that they were skeptical of him. Uh, And remember, I mean, they didn't have pictures. They didn't have news. They didn't have Facebook. They didn't have Twitter. They didn't have any of that stuff uh, that, that they could send notes from Damascus and say, hey, Paul has been in the synagogues preaching Jesus. They didn't have any of that stuff to to, to kind of substantiate the fact that he had been uh, radically transformed by the Spirit of God. They had none of that. Um, So it's reasonable uh, that that they were afraid of him, as it says in verse 26, not believing that he really was a disciple. In fact, they may have thought it was a ploy to to find more people to... uh, determine more people um, that were followers of Jesus so that he could nab them and stab them. And uh, so they were skeptical. But verse 27, but Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles. He told them how Saul on his journey had seen the Lord and that the Lord had spoken to him and how in Damascus he had preached fearlessly in the name of Jesus. So Saul stayed with them and moved about freely in Jerusalem, speaking boldly in the name of the Lord. He talked and debated with the Grecian Jews that they tried to kill him. When the brothers learned of this, they took him down to Caesarea and sent him off to Tarsus. Then the church throughout Galilee, uh, through G- through Judea, tried again. Then the church throughout Judea, Galilee, and Samaria enjoyed a time of peace. It was strengthened and encouraged by the Holy Spirit. It grew in numbers, living in the fear of the Lord. Now, here is a statement about the the situation of the church uh, in in the area of Jerusalem, uh, from Judea to the south, to to the Galilee region, up to the north, and Samaria, really the place in between those two places, Uh, They enjoyed the time of peace. The church enjoyed a time of peace. It was strengthened and encouraged by the Holy Spirit. Um, In fact, the way that you you read it is, it says this, it was strengthened and encouraged by the Holy Spirit. It grew in numbers, living in fear of the Lord. Um, That we would pray that as our church, we would be uh, encouraged by the workings of the Holy Spirit. For your church, whether your church is in Reedville or whether your church is in Lancaster uh, or whether your church is uh, in some other place, our prayer would be that the church would be encouraged by the Holy Spirit, that, that the church would be strengthened by the Holy Spirit, and that the church would grow in numbers and live in the fear of the Lord. That should be our prayer. And then we have to do things. Uh, as the church does grow, we need to get to know people. There are there are new people in the life of our church, and I would encourage you, if you're a part of our church, get to know the new people. And don't just do it at church. You know, one of the practices I think I need to take up, um, and I would encourage others of us to take up for as long as, long as we're able, um, is on Sundays, just plan to have lunch with people on Sunday. Just need to write it into the script. Sunday after church is lunchtime with people. And take them to Bell the Cat or take them to Bricks and Sticks over in uh, 
uh, in Searsport or uh, take them to Anglers in Searsport or take them to um, Subway if that's in the budget. Take them to McDonald's. Bring them to your house. Do something. Those are things, those are steps that we can all take. And if we all began to invite the new people to our houses when we see them and they come after church and get to know us and maybe invite a few other people, that will strengthen the church. Uh, I, I guarantee it. So those are some things that we can do to, to help ourselves. It doesn't need to be orchestrated, uh, centralized through the office of the church. It can be done through each of us. May we be encouraged and strengthened as we do the work of the ministry, all of us together with one another and with those that we're getting to know. Now, that is Saul. Then it, it goes immediately in verse 32 to speaking about Peter. It says, as Peter traveled about the country, he went to visit the saints in Lydia, uh, or Lydda, sorry. Uh, there he found a man named uh, Aeneas, a paralytic who had been bedridden for eight years. Uh, Aeneas, uh, Peter said to him, Jesus Christ heals you. Get up and take care of your mat. And immediately he got up. All those who lived in Lydda and Sharon saw him and turned to the Lord. And uh, it's a great thing. Uh, this incredible miracle happened. Peter had been strengthened uh, by the Lord Jesus. He had been commissioned by the Lord Jesus. He had been empowered by the Lord Jesus. And Peter didn't say, I say to you, I heal you. He said, Jesus Christ heals you. He's giving the, the acknowledgement of the source of the power. Jesus Christ is the source of the power. So get up and take care of your mat. And immediately he got up. Those who lived there saw and turned to the Lord. The Lord used it, not just so that there would be uh, a circus show there in the area. Uh, the Lord used it that people would turn to the Lord. That should be our prayer. That should be our hope. That should be our desire to see people turning to the Lord. Now, let's continue working our way down through this. I do want to complete this chapter today. Verse 36 says, In Joppa, uh, I'm going to do something here real fast. Okay, I'm. It's there. We go. Let's let's come up to here. Let's see if I can find what I'm looking for. I, I want to put a map up so we can we can get the sense of Joppa. Uh, let me show you a picture of the modern-day Joppa. I will put this up so you can see it. Friends, would you not want to go to beautiful places like this? Uh, this is Joppa, modern Joppa. Um, and... You can see it's on the coast. Look at the look at the beach. Uh, look at the uh, uh, retaining wall here. Place perhaps you can go out and take a walk, maybe, and like we have in Rockland. It's such a beautiful, 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 beautiful place that we have uh, where we could go and uh, go for a walk. So um, 
that doesn't show you where it is. Uh, I will find the place. We know that there they went to Joppa, uh, and there was a disciple named Tabitha, which, when translated as Dorcas, who was always doing good and helping the poor. Um, here we go. There we go. This will be helpful. Give us a sense of, of where they were. Here's Joppa. You see it here. Here's Lida down here. Uh, and and we, we see Joppa up here on right on the coast. Uh, uh, Anna Patris is here. Uh, Lida was here. This was mentioned, but right over on the coast. Uh, we, we see just exactly uh, where it is. Let's open this up a little bit more so you can see a little bit more of the map. Uh, Jerusalem is down here. Bethany, the Mount of Olives, all right here. Bethlehem is here. Um, you follow up. Here's the, here's the Dead Sea. You go up, up higher, and up toward the top, you would go to the region of the Galilee, but they were in Joppa. That is the area uh, where they're located. Now let, let's get back into the text. In Joppa, there was a disciple named Tabitha, which would translate as Dorcas, uh, who was always doing good and helping the poor. Uh, you know, there are some people who say, well, why do we worry about helping the poor? Let's just preach the gospel. We have to do both. In fact, I just posted something this morning from a person that, that kind of accused the West of uh, only wanting to preach the gospel without getting our hands dirty. We need to do both things. We need to do good. We need to help the poor. It says, about that time, she became sick and died. Her body was washed and placed in an upstairs room. It's interesting that they placed the body in an upstairs room. Um, Lida was near Joppa. We already looked at that. So when the disciples heard that Peter was in Lida, they sent two men to him and urged him, please come at once. Peter went with them, and when he arrived, he was taken upstairs to the room. All the windows stood around him, uh, not windows, all the widows stood around him, crying and showing him the robes and other clothing that Dorcas had made while she was still with them. We know that she was good at making clothing. Um, and they're crying, obviously, for good reason. Uh, and there, there's actual mourning rituals. That's mourning, M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G, mourning rituals that they are to follow. And uh, so they're in mourning. It says, Peter sent them all out of the room. Remember, now he had probably witnessed Jesus do this very thing with uh, Gaius, or not Gaius, with... I can't remember the name, which who it was right now, but somebody's daughter had died, and Jesus went and raised that person from the dead. That that daughter from the dead wasn't Gaia's daughter. I uh, can't remember off the top of my head which one it was. If somebody remembers, you can you can say, "Hey, PJ, it was so and so," and we'll remember. Uh, Peter sent them all out of the room, got down on his knees and prayed, turning toward the dead woman. He said, Tabitha, get up. She opened her eyes and seeing Peter, she sat up. Now remember, she was dead. They were crying. It says he took her by the hand, helped her to her feet. Then he called the believers and the widows and presented her to them alive. 
This became known all over Joppa, and many people believed the Lord. Peter stayed in Joppa for some time with a tanner named Simon. Now, it's interesting. What was what was Peter's name? Peter's name was Simon, and uh, um, so Simon stays with Simon. Uh, earlier in the text of Acts, they dealt with uh, a man named Simon the Sorcerer. So you have Simon, who became Peter. Uh, Simon the Tanner, Simon the Sorcerer, uh, and it, it's just interesting that uh, Simon had so many people with his uh, uh, same name to whom he ministered. The act became known all over Joppa. Many people, uh, many people believed in the Lord. Peter stayed in Joppa for some time with a Tanner named Simon. People believing in the Lord, the works of the Acts, pointing, uh, I mean, the works, the, the Acts of the Apostles, the Acts of Peter, uh, this act doing like Jesus had done, causing a stir among the people and causing them to be pointed to Christ. Again, there are things we could do. We might not be able to raise the dead. Uh, we might not be able to, to say to somebody, get up and walk like Peter did. But there are events, and, and the elders on Tuesday night, I mean, it's one of the things we're talking about. What evangelistic events, what evangelistic works, what evangelistic training can we do to, to uh, try to help people come to faith in Christ? We need to be thinking about those things, and uh, we do. Now, one of the things I, I'm going to I'll say publicly here uh, while I'm looking at the comments um, I know that, uh, uh, especially because we have so many people from various places of the world that when people send a friend request, um, you may not get welcomed in, uh, especially if, if you start asking for lots of things, uh, from people or information from people, uh, um, because there is so much of that happens from all over the world, and we have a worldwide audience uh, that that participates with us, and uh, uh, especially in the West, often become quite skeptical, especially when if people begin asking for things. So, just want to make note of that to anybody listening. Uh, if you're listening from any part of the world, here in America or elsewhere, uh, it, it's wonderful to to have. Christian brothers and sisters and Christian friends uh, from all over the globe. I do, and I'm, I'm glad to have it. But uh, uh, also, uh, I've had to take the position that, look, I'm not in a financial position to help uh, every need that is out there because there are so many of them. And uh, pray for each other. Certainly pray for each other. Pray for the work of God in each other's midst. And uh, Pray for the needs that, that are out there. The needs are great out there. There's absolutely no doubt about the fact that the needs all around the world are staggeringly great. And so we, we do pray for brothers and sisters around the world. And uh, it took me a year and a half before I was uh, willing to go to South Sudan. Uh, I, I needed to make sure I understood that I knew really really had a good sense of Joseph, and I love Joseph. And In fact, 
you know, I would say about Joseph, uh, my, my brother in, uh, in South Sudan with whom I spent a few weeks, uh, they certainly need our support. Uh, they certainly need our prayers. Uh, uh, and uh, for me, my support often will go to people who are multiplying the gospel uh, because if I can help people who are multiplying the gospel in places like uh, Africa or places like India or places like Asia or places like Latin America, I will invest in those who are local there who are who have proven to be making a gospel impact because they will have the local touch and the local resources to be able to um, to bring ministry there. So uh, I just I share that uh, because I, I know that we have lots of listeners uh, and have had lots of listeners over these last three years for, from around the globe. Uh, so, and for those listeners, just, just to be aware that, uh, when you start friend requesting, uh, members of, uh, uh, listeners, regular listeners here, uh, you, you, you may, you may get, uh, you may not get, uh, welcomed necessarily only because people have to kind of protect themselves a little bit, uh, especially here in the West. So I just, I, I want to give that, that note but certainly our prayers are that uh, the mechanisms will be put in place so that people could be helped, so that people could be encouraged, so that needs could be met. Um, that certainly is our prayer. So that relationships can be formed, uh, so that you could, so that people in various places can be connected. Uh, one of the people that is a part of our broader family through Concentric, uh, I just read uh, India, uh, had a huge uh, week-long rally, uh, and there were nearly 23,000 people who gave their lives to Christ. Uh, those things are happening in, in those countries, and we, we support there uh, because they will have the local impact. So um, many people believing in the Lord. It's my prayer today that you believe in the Lord. It's my prayer for for those that are in desperate to physical need, that the Father will provide for those needs. That's my prayer. Lord, hear our prayer uh, for the gospel to spread uh, in America, for us in America to uh, utilize our resources uh, even more, uh, more fully, more completely um, for gospel purposes. Lord, for friends and brothers and sisters and other, other places of the world, sometimes even our desire to help won't help because uh, of the infrastructure not being in place to get help to people. Like we know right now is, is problematic for uh, places like South Sudan and perhaps even places in India. So, Lord, uh, hear our prayer. Uh, create divine appointments to connect people off, uh, to connect people uh locally, in-country, uh, who can be prayerful and who can be physically helpful with things like food and sustenance. Lord, hear our prayer uh, that the gospel would have mighty impact. Hear our prayer for our brothers and sisters around the world. Lord, that's our prayer this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, friends, have a great day. Uh, I will see you on Tuesday.
Have a great day.